Boom. There it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. It's Sunday night. That means it's the Leafs weekender. There's no Clark Monroe, but me and D434 still got to go. And what's going on, Dylan? How's your night treating you? It is a wonderful night. Hit the gym, hit the arm day. We're pumped. We are ready to roll. It feels like it's been forever since I talked. So uh, looking forward to uh, hopping back on the weekender. Well, I'm always happy that you're here, my friend. And it just seems like some reason timing don't work out. But guess what? Timing works out perfectly, just like getting some beautiful pucking glasses in the mail. Everything is perfectly delicious. Now, something that is not delicious, though, my friends, is the injury to Joseph Wool. Obviously, this was a play that he just didn't get his foot positioned right, apparently. And he has a high ankle sprain. Anywhere between four to six weeks, you see Dr. Graywall, who was on this show with us, by the way, talking about it over on Twitter, saying, you know, this is going to be a thing, you know, it depends on his pain threshold and when he can get back onto the ice and when he can start doing things. Some guys take a little longer. Hello, Sidney Crosby. He definitely had a long layoff with his eye ankle sprain. So we're hoping the shorter end of the four to six weeks, but we shall see what is going to be your thoughts on this, my friend. I know you watched Wool go down and said, man, the brick wall has fallen. Yeah, um, it sucks. Obviously, uh, we expected uh, some high expectations out of him this year. Um, he hopped into the uh, the role nicely this year. But um, honestly, I don't think it could have happened at a better time. And better time, I mean, like, Right now, you see him in the press press box, and he's surrounded by all of the dads, and he's not alone up there, which I think is is an added bonus to uh, you know kind of start the entry. Um, I think on Twitter there was uh, a lot of people trying to guess what he was trying to say to his father in the press press box there, but um, I th- I think uh, we'll, we'll come back from this, and uh, he'll be a a stronger brick after this injury uh <laughs> the injury is really just another brick in the wall of the story he's building for the maple leafs let's pun it like that yeah. uh but the leafs themselves 2-0 and through that week did get to see a little bit of jones in the ottawa game but hey here's something ladies and gentlemen that a lot of people a lot of media have been talking about the maple leafs and their regulation wins well they reeled off two regulation wins and one on saturday night they really put a stamp on. It was something I was talking last week with Clark about, about this team putting their foot on a neck and just making sure they kept it that way. And they darn well did. They didn't get fancy. They made sure the puck went in the net. Noah Gregor on that fourth goal. They were not allowing any mo to happen for Nashville. And in the Ottawa game, we all know, Ottawa tried to make it close. The Leafs did what they needed to do. They held on. They got the victory. Jones stopping 9 of 10 shots, not too shabby for a guy who was cold for pretty much 40, maybe 50, I think it's 53 minutes of the night sitting on the bench coming in relief. So, hey, I'm fired up for it, man. What are your takeaways of this week, Mr. D434? Um, I think also this injury is an added bonus because um, if they give – jones a chance we can see what he can do and i know you probably want 
three goalies down the stretch, but it's also a chance that, you know, if somebody comes in with an offer at trade deadline and it's too good to decline, then obviously you you take that opportunity. Um, I mean, Ottawa really, really tried to get the, uh, squeeze the, squeeze the tying goal in there with, uh, them turning off the lights, but, uh, Hey, you couldn't, (laughs) you couldn't do, do much apparently. Um, Sucks about the injury. Uh, Matthews is hot this this week, which was good. He uh, he laid it all out there on the ice, no pun intended. And um, yeah, it was exciting to actually watch the uh, Saturday game. And I I think um, Sammy did a great great job um, Saturday, can, all things considering. Um, and I think it was a, a very good team effort um, Saturday. Um, what, what were your thoughts on the games? Uh, well, for, for the Ottawa game was the battle of Ontario, man, going back and forth. Was um, there any fights? I didn't watch that game. There, there was, uh, I believe, a, uh, I think Domi tussled. Um, but I look at it like this and I say one thing, I want to really get this out there and say the Leafs on Saturday night and, and even in the Ottawa game somewhat, they were able to roll four lines and they were able to roll a guy named Ryan Reeves that everybody has kind of run off this team And he really actually showed his worth, especially in the Saturday game, throwing hits, doing what he needs to do for this squad, but also working the cycle game. Also had a couple good tips that led to good shots on goal. He really helped that fourth line, you know, when they needed to get down low and do what they needed to do, plus through a couple of big hits. And we will talk about the McCabe hit in a couple moments here. Um, I did reach out to our buddy Dave Jackson about the instigator rule and stuff, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But for me, I look at the Saturday game and I say, hey, Saturday game, perfect. Sonar did what he needed to do. The shot low wasn't too high, but the chances that he had to turn away, he did. There were a few plays that were helter-skelter for him where it looked like he lost his post and didn't know where he needed to be. Uh, just misdirection on pucks and stuff like that could happen to any goaltender. I think they're trying to rebuild the confidence. And the only way you can do that is throwing a guy into more situations, which I do think we will see. But for me, loving it, man. Loving the fact we got two regulation wins. Loving the fact that we're getting depth scoring. We had all line score in Ottawa. We had everybody in and on again uh, against the uh, the Tampa, or the uh, National Predators. We had Matthew scoring too. You had David Camp in there. Uh, Noah Gregor with the empty net. So the only line that didn't score, of course, was the second line. But they were buzzing. They had chances. So it's not like they were without an opportunity to add to the Maple Leafs lead. So I'm loving what I'm seeing throughout the lineup. One you, front, don't go ahead. Did you hear the story about um, McDonough was giving it to, I think, Gregor? And uh, Reeves came up behind him, gave him a little shove. He he. <laughs> He turned around, looked at Reeves, and didn't want anything of it. Didn't want a piece of it at all. No, I was like, oh, damn, some some people do actually respect the, the hell out of Reeves. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he turned around and looked at him, he was like, no, I'm good. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Let's talk about another good thing here. John Tavares, two points away from 1,000 on his career. And what a fairy tale moment it would be to get that in New York against the Islanders tomorrow night absolutely pumped up for this buddy i want to see this happen i want to see him do it against them and then them have to stop the game and really kind of celebrate it for a moment because it will be celebrated do not get me wrong 
they will say something. They have to. If they don't, then they are just bitter old Bettys who need to just move on with their snaky selves and just slink themselves back out of the arena at the end of the game because something needs to be done. A thousand points. He used to be your captain. Celebrate the man. Enough time has gone by, Islanders fans. Stop crying over spilled Tavares. I don't I don't know if where it was from, but I saw a video that surfaced recently of some guy just giving it to John Tavares. Oh, it's the- like that the short, scrumpy looking guy, and yeah. he's just hewing at him at the penalty box. Yeah. yeah a lot he's of just people like, are- you're a fucking snake, man. I was just like, oh my god. A lot god. of people have clipped that, my friend. Actually, the end of it where he's like bright red. Yeah. And say this guy's reaction when John Tavares scores the thousand point against the Islanders. <laughs> it's going to be perfect. Let's talk about the week that will be for the Leafs. Busy schedule this week Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Lots of games for the Maple Leafs. We got the Islanders, the Rangers, the Blue Jackets, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm saying the week is going to be a three and one week for the Maple Leafs. And I say the game that will give them trouble, and a lot of people are going to raise their eyebrows here is Columbus. I think it's going to be a problem. The Leafs have an issue with playing down to teams that are struggling. They really match the same momentum and usually get taken over by teams like that. And uh, for me, I think that's going to be the troublesome game. But I see a battle against the Islanders. I see a tight game against the Rangers. And I see them just putting the doobus stomp on the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I'm going to love it. But uh, what is your prediction for the week, my friend, with the four games at hand? Nice pun there. Um, I think we're going to go 2-1-1. One, and one. I think we're going to have an overtime loss against the Rangers. The Rangers are hot. Um, and, you know, we've had some overtime troubles as of late. So uh, I'll I'll say 2-1-1 one, and one with the, uh, the, obviously, the tight game with the Rangers and then, yeah, probably a a loss to Columbus Blue Jackets. But hey, that their young squad is playing very very filthy as of late. I don't know if you you uh, saw Fantilli's little play there the other <laughs> night, but my goodness, does that kid have hands? Growing into himself, man, growing into himself. All right, two one and one for Dilly, and I'm going three and one for myself for this week. So we'll see what happened uh, with the records. But I want to talk about Matthew Nyes. Um, I don't feel like he's getting enough love, especially being in his first full season with the Maple Leafs. Um, he threw a couple hits in Ottawa, and then Saturday night was like, I liked how that felt, and threw a couple more big hits and laid some guys on their ass. And I love seeing it, and he's not afraid to do it. And when he did it, Matthews did it. And then Matthews came up with the puck, which was great because that's what the Maple Leafs need. They need to understand what is going through these guys' heads when they get separated from the puck by a big physical body, which Matthews and Nyes are both those type of guys. But also, his drive to the net on Saturday night, just put the shoulder down, went right across the crease, made a couple moves, just missed by a fraction, could have scored a beautiful goal. But this guy is growing in front of our eyes and just showing us that, hey, he'll dig for the puck, he'll do the work, he'll get it done, but he'll also... Be a guy that can be defensively responsible and lay the body. What are yeah. you thinking of Nisey so far, buddy? I, I don't think the offensive numbers really like speak for his overall game. Um, 
he does a he does a lot. He um like like we've said before, he's a, a true power forward. And honestly, like that that's such a, a gift at this moment. And for him to be playing at the amount he's playing, obviously, um it's it's a bargain, uh, for one, but I think I think he brings a lot to the top line, and I think if you look at you know the top two lines, Bertuzzi, he is similar to Matthew Nyes, but they also have a lot of differences. And and Matthew Nyes has a shot, but he also has he just has this will to like never ever give up, and it like he I saw last night I think it was a guys were changing or something and he got stuck on the close side boards and there was four Nashville guys on him that were battling for the puck with him. And I'm just like, how are you manhandling almost four guys here? And And you just, there's no issues with it. Like his board play a plus plus and his net front presence is, is, second to none and here's the scary thing okay he's still growing into what he is gonna say it i truly think he's not done growing for one no he's still figuring out his size and his body and his frame and like i said from the ottawa game to the nashville game he liked the fact that he could set some guys down on their bottoms and he did it again saturday night had no problem no qualms with it he loves to stick battle he loves to win battles and strip guys of the puck this guy right here really does get my like, uh, my juices flowing. Like I don't mean to compare, but I <laughs> think Montreal fans hope that Slavkovsky is half the man that Nyes is. I'm not even going to say that because you know what I've I've got a I've got a thought going with Slavkovsky that he's going the McKinnon route. It's going to take him some time to figure out his body and really get rolling. But when he does, I do think that he is going to be a player. That is going to be a bona fide star for the Montreal Canadiens. So, Habs fans, there's your uh, goodwill oh. gesture of the day from a Maple Leaf fan. I think oh, Slav will fire something. But speaking of goodwill gestures, Mr. D434, our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network, well, they partnered up with DraftKings, and they got a goodwill gesture for you. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportbook. Download the app now. Use code THPN. Oh. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly. Bonus bets for betting $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets set to expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text Hope NY 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for your problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsible on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire again 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield or register trademarks for the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. 
So check out our friends over at DraftKings. Use the promo code THPN. It's right there on your screen. It'll be in the episode synopsis or whatever you want to call it. It'll be there for you. But something I want to call is the Leafs depth. Hello, depth. You're doing well. Lagasin, Benoit, Lajoie. All these guys are looking pretty darn stellar for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's good because that means they do not have to rush a trade. But it's also showing you that they are developing talent. They're bringing in guys that they think are either reclamation projects or lower-end players and hoping to turn them around. And Lagasin looking good physical. Benoit definitely stepping up and looking good. Lajoie, not too bad. Not to mention you still have guys who are cooking like Toppy Nemola down on the Marley farm. So I'm loving it, buddy. Um, speaking of depth as well, not just the defense, but how about the depth scoring of the Maple Leafs? David Camp giving Austin Matthews a run for his money last night with that beautiful goal. By the way, back-to-back goals for Mr. Camp. We're going camping yet again. He's starting to heat up and turn it on, which is great, and all the lines seem to have a little chemistry. But the depth is finally there for the Maple Leafs, and that makes me excited, Dilly. What are you thinking about the depth on D and just the depth scoring in general? Depth on D is a very added bonus at a at, at a struggling point in in the season. We've hit a a road stop where we've had one of too many injuries. Um, seeing guys that come up and taking the opportunity to you know prove prove to us that we are developing properly obviously means a lot, but it also means that other teams cannot leverage their players in a trade, i.e. Calgary. I know that they they probably want every last penny from us, and obviously there's the the owner that doesn't want to trade with Tree Living. But well, Tree Living poo pooed that though. He said there's no bad blood, there's no issues, and no problems. So he came out and said that. So of course he has to. <laughs> I think in my eyes, but anyways. Depth scoring. I want. I want to shout out the third line because the third line has some massive chemistry that we have been looking for for a very long time. I think the identity of the third line has always kind of been speedy in a sense. I know that there's been some bigger guys that have, like, um, co- like slotted in there on the third line, but you, you know the likes of Mikheyev and Kerfoot and Kalyarnkov, obviously. Um, but those guys all have one thing in common, and that's speed. These three, Domi, Cali Yarncroke, and uh, Robertson, Nick Robertson, they have just meshed so well with each other. And and I think it's it speaks volume to, you know, the lineup itself and um, obviously what, what I think each of these guys mean to each other. Um, they know how each other play, and... Um, they can they can honestly break down other teams um, with their speed and their defense with the speed. So um, I wanted to shout them out because they they have been working really really hard, um, obviously, and they've been uh, doing a great job. No, they definitely have, and I really like the chemistry that they've formed, and it's something that we have needed. And it's good to see Nick Robertson being an NHL regular and getting opportunities on different shifts and things like that as well especially PP number two and Domi scoring that first goal as well, you know, against Boston, beautiful monkey out the back, so to speak. But yeah, I love the identity there, my friend, for sure. 
Yeah. So one thing that I wanted to bring up, a lot of people were upset last night about the Sherwood thing with McCabe and the hit. So I reached out to our friend, Mr. Dave Jackson, the ESPN NHL rules analyst on a lot of their broadcasts. They defer to him when things happen. So I reached out and said, Hey, what's the deal here? The Leafs seem to be getting a lot of instigator penalties when they chase after guys, after their guy gets run, and then said thing happens, Leafs lay a big hit, and their guy gets chased down, no instigator. So in the result of last night, McCabe had his gloves off before Sherwood did and was already swinging on Sherwood before him, from what Dave Jackson says. I haven't gone back and watched the tape, but I believe Dave because this is what he does. He looks at things and breaks it down. He also said the other thing that can happen is a hit can be thrown. So let's just, uh, um, there was one where the Leafs, I believe it was, I want to say Domi or someone grabbed, uh, Giordano got the instigator not too long ago, was hot under the collar about a hit, skated down the ice, grabbed the guy and just filled him in. So if there is one, willingness between both players to fight that can happen if one player has their gloves off faster than the other ala mccabe last night there is going to be no instigator because he's ready to fight also if said player goes to fight a guy or whatever and it gives them the opportunity to get ready to fight there's no instigator because both players are agreeing to it the instigator is in there like mark giordano when he jumped buddy and started filling him in right away and he was the aggressor to the situation. Similar similar to the Detroit and Ottawa thing, probably. Yes. And the other thing, too, here, you also have the ability for the ref to say, what are they doing the fight for? And some ref, there is ref discretion on instigators being called as well. If there is a dirty hit and someone is atoning for something that is just gross, a goalie getting run, a guy getting filled from behind, et cetera, et cetera. You can go down the list of things that would fill into that category. The ref may not decide to call it because he says, hey, that's goddamn well greasy, and you deserve to get caved in a little bit here. <laughs> so, you know, he's not thinking that way, but he's just basically saying the instigator doesn't apply here because there should be someone answering for what just happened. Yeah. Uh, as much as we're going to dole out a penalty, you probably want to dole out some of your own justice. So I wanted to get that out there because it was great of Dave he gave me a long-winded answer. I do have to send him a couple more examples, and he will look into those and see. But he always gets back to me and breaks down the things that I'm asking about. So shout-out to Dave Jackson, man. He's always working for the people, always working around and having a great time. So the one that we saw today, Gabranson gets hit from behind. Dangerous hit, by the way. Only a two-minute minor, which blows my freaking mind. If they called this right, there would be no issue that went on afterwards where Gabranson just lost it, seen red, snapped, whatever you want to call it, had a psychotic break. The wire Yeah, he just grabbed him, threw him to the ice, and started filling him in. And Cousins, I got to tell you, man, I've seen you do these things against the Leafs and no one really respond to it. Bunting did a little bit last year. You're a rat, dude. You are. And someone fun- – I always think rats have their day. Marshan hasn't gotten this done to him yet, but that's what happened. A rat got his day. He got filled in by Gubbs, and he just went nuts. Now, he's probably going to get suspended uh, for what he did. 
Which we'll one? See. What's that? Both of them? No, just Gabranson. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, right? hearing the major. The hearing NHL is probably not going to look at it. Yeah. So, you know, you know that sucks. You know, I watched this, and so I watched the first clip, and you are a special kind of individual, and I am talking directly to Nick Cousins, and I really don't care if he hears this or not. But you clearly saw the position that he was in, and you chose to hit him from behind. You know, growing up in Canada here, we have this little symbol at the back of our jersey that says, stop, don't hit this individual. But you just didn't care. You didn't give a flying fuck. Like, I think Florida has this weird ass identity to just be a bunch of rats. Bennett did it last year in the playoffs. Cousins also did it last year in the playoffs. Matthew Kachuk does it. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh. You keep going, wrap up. I just got to step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but afterwards, when you're confronted with the situation of what you did, you decide to be a coward and turtle to the ground. You are the definition of a rat, definition of a coward. And I just have zero respect for anybody that does that in the game of hockey. Don't understand why, you know, you didn't take action for your responsibilities. In, in my eyes, if I did that, I, I shouldn't be doing that. Um, I would take responsibility, take the fight as as what it was, and go on and, and have some respect. And, ex you know, I would expect a fight to happen. So um, I got pretty upset with it. It, it is a terrible thing to do. I know that hockey happens fast, but man, you gotta, you gotta take actions. Uh, you gotta take actions from your own actions. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, now I know James probably wants me to wrap this up. Um, I don't know if he's coming back. So, uh, late, late tonight, today, uh, there was a leak about Jordan Tutu's book at what had occurred to the end of his career. Now I have the um, the book quotations here. I don't know what page this is on. I don't know um, where it's from or anything. But here on Twitter, shout out to Mike Camito. Uh, he tweeted this out. When I wasn't claimed by anyone, I went to talk to Stan. Hey, look, I said, I I did you guys a favor by signing because you were stuck as far as signing any veteran guy. Now it's your turn to return the favor. I'm not going down to Rockford, their affiliate AHL affiliate. Uh, my wife's pregnant. She's due in February. I'm not moving back and forth with my daughter and my wife. Put me on long-term injured reserve and do whatever you have to in order to make it look right because I am not going to play in Rockford end of story. My shoulder my shoulder really had been bugging me quite a bit. Stan said um that get me an MRI on the shoulder and we'll use that as our out. And so that's what happened. I packed my bags and went down to Rockford for a one pregame skate just to say that I was there and that I wasn't ready to play health wise. Then I went on 
long-term injured reserve, and never heard from anybody in the organization for the rest of the year. Now, this came out in Jordan Tutu's book. Obviously, it's probably a biography of his story in the NHL. Um, but James, I see you're back. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I think it just uh, opens a whole can of worms. And I think the NHL is going to be very upset about this getting out and, you know, this story being published because it really shows that if a guy isn't truly injured, then maybe you can bury him. You can put him where he is using a shoulder injury to get put on LTIR. I mean, he said right there, I'm not going to Rockford. You either keep me in the NHL or put me on LTIR. Those are your so, choices. So that would have been Nashville at the time, or is that is that? Um, I'm thinking Chicago, man. Chicago and Rockford were the two oh, teams. Rockford. So I Chicago thought it was Blackhawks yet again. Greasy Orgy. Yeah, Stan um, makes sense. Never mind. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, Stan Bowman. I do believe yeah. it is, but I'm just saying, man. Like to, to think these things, to be so naive. Um, that these things don't happen. I you know th- that that teams don't claim certain players from certain teams on the waiver wire, that trades or things aren't poo-pooed because of, you know, relationships, to think that refs don't have vendettas on teams and to think that teams don't place players. And I'm really fans, we live it. John Klingberg, Matt Murray, Jake Muzzin, Robada Island, come on down with a Yoffrey Lupul on top. I'm just saying teams find a way if they need to. And people are like, well, you think any self-respecting player would just stop playing hockey for a year just to help a team? Yes. Here's an example right here. There are underlying circumstances that we don't know about. And if a player doesn't like the opportunity presented to them, what are they going to do? He gave them an ultimatum and they said, hey, we'll find a way to make it work. Go and say your shoulder thing's bothering you. We'll get an MRI and slap it on paper that that's what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to see how this unfolds because, you yeah. know, the Chicklets boys and a whole bunch of other people are going to get a hold of this and really run with this story and really pump it up and blow it up. But to think that this stuff doesn't happen, that there's not pettiness or there's not, you know, little interactions or transactions, shall we say, that put players in certain spots don't happen. It does. It does. And this one I can't wait to see because it's going to be blowing up. And there's no way Tutu can come out and say, oh, I was misquoted. It's your book. Yeah, yeah. You you, you said this. You wrote it. You told the story. <laughs> yeah. So And you okayed this in yeah. the, the edits and everything like that. As We, we spoke with Mike Camito a bunch of times about making these books and how intricate it is about the things that go into these books and the thoughts and the checking and fact checking, et cetera. Four four times, maybe sometimes six times that you check the book. So for me, I say this one will be interesting. It's going to be a can of worms. Yeah. No. Another mark on the Blackhawks organization. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just a joke at this point, like Chicago wise, but I mean, yes, we are Toronto fans. I think we're pretty used to the LTIR rules. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody knows that it just happens here in Toronto. And with a tight cap, I understand it more. But whatever was going on back then, and I I actually respect Jordan Tutu for actually like being like, no, I'm not moving back. I'm not going back and forth because 
my wife is pregnant and yep. I have a daughter here. Like I'm not going back and forth to a place where, you know, oh, you guys are going to call me back up in, in a month or so and I have to come back up. Like he wants to stay grounded and make sure that his wife and kids are taken care of. So I respect him actually a lot on that. that standpoint. No, definitely. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I get where he's coming from. But, but I mean, again, for an organization Chicago, yeah. to kind of flub something, so to speak. Yeah. But hey, again, it just shines a light on the things that we don't know, but we know. You know what I mean? Like everybody oh, yeah. knows there's some shenanigans that happen with things, but not really shenanigans that happen with things. Yeah. So, anyways, I want to see where this one goes. It's going to be something big. I'm looking forward to this week where the Leafs can pick up some more regulation wins. And I say it like that because if any other team was picking up points with half of their damn defense core out, we'd all be saying, what a team. That team's really banded together. They're really grinding it out. They're gutting out these wins and getting those points. But when it comes to the Maple Leafs, it's, do you know they only had five regulation wins going into this week? And now they have seven? Did you know that? You know what matters to me? Two points and a win in the W and the win column. That's where it needs to be, whether it's overtime, shootout, I don't care. It's two points in the hip pocket. Keep it rolling because you know what game it is? It's the Maple Leafs game with everybody saying the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, that right there is the Maple Leafs Weekender by Offside Hockey Talk. I'm happy to have my buddy Dylan back in the airwaves. He'll be back next Sunday again. But Leafs Nation, keep it classy. Don't pull an Otani. Don't listen to Morosi. And have yourself a good one because this right here, you can track this plane anytime you want. We're always going to land with more Leafs thoughts. It's Offside Hockey Talk where the Maple Leafs and the Leafs come to talk. (laughs) 